HGP Cannabis. HGP. You have reached your destination. You're listening. Being a superhero is bad for your health. Hey, glad you stopped by. You're tuned in to Carla's Coffee House. You're just in time. Come on in. Put your feet up. I poured one just for you. back with Carla's Coffee House again tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. This is one of our regular shows that we have on Sundays and Tuesday evenings at 7 o'clock Eastern here on HGB Canada. And I am glad to tell you tonight we are going to have Brie May with us. And Brie, believe it or not, has a show on here. And she's a musician. And she's got a lot of things going on in her life. So we're going to have a really candid chat with her tonight. She's got some surprises she's going to share with us. That's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait for you guys to hear what she's got in store. And we are uh, uh, going to, uh, um, we were going to do something. I totally forgot what it was we were going to do. Hello, it's Sunday night. Back to the regular work schedule tomorrow. Vacation is over. And I need a vacation from my vacation. All right. So we're going to give you the first Brie song right here. This is called The Feeling. It's one of her tracks. And uh, Brie has been branding herself uh, up to this point as a pop artist. So you will uh, get that feel in the song The Feeling. Here we go with Brie May. Your love Oh, it's the feeling 
was Brie with The Feeling. We're going to give Brie a call right now, so stay tuned for all the beeps and blurps that are going to come your way. Let's see here. Brie also goes by Brie Taylor, and just in case you get mixed up or something like that. Hello? Hello, Brie. This is Carla. Hey, girl. How's it going? It's going good, and we're live on the coffee house right now. Yay, I'm happy to talk to you. Yeah. Sorry, my dog is barking. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I love animals. I'm glad you have a dog. Makes me want to come visit you. <laughs> yes, which we have to do, by the way. Yeah, we absolutely do. So how how are things going in Bree World? Things are great. I'm really excited, actually. 2019 is off to a great start already. I'm, I put my positive intentions out there, and it's it's happening. Awesome, awesome. I think I've been doing the same thing. Um, 2019 seems to be a, a, a very good year so far. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I'm, I'm glad that I, I actually have heard that with a lot of people lately. So that's really good and refreshing because I've heard so many people have had not great 2018. So it's good that the new year is bringing all the things that we all deserve. Absolutely. So um, I'm a little half faded out here. Um, I, you went back to work already, right? since the holidays oh yeah i was working uh, through the holidays a little bit too <laughs> oh my goodness see my vacation's over as of today so tomorrow i go back to work and i'm not looking forward to trying to get my body to cooperate with that early schedule because i've been running the musician schedule <laughs> you know oh, the know. 3 a.m for yeah <laughs> I know how that feels. I have a writing session tomorrow night. We're finishing writing my uh, new single, actually, and I am going to be up all night after work to post that. So <laughs> I'll be I'll be in the same boat as you because I do. We you know as musicians, we're hustling all the time, so we got to do our nine to five type job and then hustle in the evening and our off hours and make it happen. So uh, we got to. I got. But the next two months for me are jam packed, and I know you've got a crazy schedule too. So. Yeah, it's gonna be gr- it's gonna be crazy, but it's really paying off. I think that it's good things are coming. And the song we introduced out, um, we have played it on HGB before, and it's been on the one hundred top one hundred charts here. And it was the feeling, and uh, we're gonna take it out on played it all. And these are the two songs that I have of yours, and they're both pop songs. Um, yeah. So I know that you have some big news coming, and you just mentioned a writing session tomorrow night. So do you want to yeah. tell us? Yeah, I wanted to let everybody know that I'm going to be releasing a country single. So we're aiming for end of February, maybe early March release. And uh, I'm really excited about it. I, I decided uh, pretty much after the tour that we were on back in the spring that I was 100% going to go and pursue it because the feedback from everybody was that my country covers just slayed and everybody loved it. So, um, like, Missy, not one of the things she said, she's like, if you take anything away from this, she's like, just know that you were made for country. So I'm really excited to kind of put a single out there and see what people think and kind of take it from there. I'm really excited about it too. I was there when you did your last performance in Montreal and it just kicked it out of the park. It was amazing. Thank you. And you know what? That's so crazy that you you guys had given me that reaction because I, w- I felt like I was so like wiped out by the end and emotionally, physically, I was just like drained and just done. So I, I thought I wasn't giving my best performance, but I know emotionally I really was invested in that one. So it was a, it was a big FU kind of performance and gave me some extra passion behind it all. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was amazing. We was all talking about it, and we said, "Gee, Bree should be in the country." And I'm so glad uh, that you've you know decided to go that route. Now, um, what made your absolute decision on it? Because I know we think about you know because we you know play with some genres. We go, well, maybe I'll go over there. But there's always that one thing that makes you want to break from uh, what you've branded yourself as, because that takes a lot of work to brand yourself, and then say, yeah. "Okay, I'm going in this direction." Well, to be honest, um, when I was younger, I grew up listening to like every genre imaginable. So I really didn't have a genre or a niche. I just sang and I was just me. And then as I got older and started actually pursuing music, people started saying like, oh, like, what genre are you? Who do you sound like? And I was just like, I don't really know because I've always just did me. And then you have to kind of force yourself into a genre. And typically what I was writing when I was like in my late teens or in early 20s, I was writing a lot of more pop country type music. And 
And when I took my song Perfect, actually, to a producer in Los Angeles, he kind of told me at that time, at least, that pop country wasn't really that big and wasn't being done at the time, at least not to the level that it is now. And he had just encouraged me to choose one or the other. And I didn't feel like at the time I was a, a typical country girl. Like, I don't wear cowboy boots. I'm not, like, with my, my acoustic guitar and, like, with my truck like you know like that typical like it was a typical stereotype kind of for the country genre and that wasn't really me and so I felt like pop was a better fit and not to say I don't love the songs that I've released as a pop artist um but I just feel that you know this has come more natural to me just especially as a songwriter writing country is uh, it just flows whereas pop I had to reteach myself and train myself how to sing and and uh and write I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like, I don't know, because you've heard some of my, my cover songs, right? Like, my Not Ready to Make Nice is my, my my big one. And then since the tour, I've incorporated a ton of other ones into some shows that have done really, really well. And um, everybody just seems to really love them. And, I mean, I feel like that just... It, it comes through with my sound and I'm not trying to sound country. I'm not trying to sound pop. Um, if anything, I'm trying maybe a little bit more to sound pop than I am country, if anything, but I'm just singing and it's just me. And somehow I have this like effect in my voice. I don't really know what it is, but people like it. So I'm going with it. And I like to just <laughs> be able to be myself. And this 2019 for me is just a year of being me and not, not being, not apologizing for who I am. Well, you know, Brie, I think a lot, and we, you and I have talked quite, quite often on these points, and uh, so our view, uh, our viewers, yeah, our listeners, pretty soon we'll have viewers too, because we're going to go YouTube here. Whoops, let the cat oh, out of the bag. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, it's going to be down the road a little bit. I've got to get some, uh, i got to get some team to, to help me out, because I'm, you know, I'm busy, <laughs> and it's just, just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that, that I think you and I both discussed because of our, our past life experiences and whatnot is that there comes a point, you know, you are told, oh, well, you sound like this genre or you should be, you should be writing this type of music or this is what's popular right now. But when you, when you push yourself into a place of doing those things, it's a nice exercise of um, skill to be able to yeah. try that. But at the same time, you have to be very careful that you don't lose your own authenticity because that's really what people grab onto. Exactly, and that's what I'm realizing more and more as I've gotten older and the more I explore myself as an artist and my writing techniques and everything. It's like with my music, I've always really put what I wanted to say and who I was into my songs, but I didn't think I had, I could be that person in real life. I felt like, even this goes back to when I was young and a kid and I was bullied so badly in school, I felt like I, I had to apologize for who I was and that what came naturally to me, being outgoing and speaking my mind and, and just being myself. And I always, I, I retreated inside and I actually grew up really, really introverted and shy. So any of my, my longtime friends from like elementary school days will know that like who I am now is such a different person vastly than the person I was back then growing up and it's just because I had to kind of as I got older I just had to live my life and go through the experiences that I have and that's why I live my life saying I have no regrets because it's gotten me to where I am and who I am and um I just kind of had to come out of my shell. Even like my vocal coaches when I was younger, they would always tell me, "You're like a turtle hiding in your shell. Like you just you, you want your your true voice wants to come out, but you're you're scared, or you're hiding it, or something." And that's how they described me when I was like, I think it was ten or eleven when I started taking vocal lessons. So I think it's important for anybody. And that's what I try. I'm trying to preach now with my new podcast and with what I'm at being just being me. I just want everyone else to know. So anyone listening to know that it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be imperfect and to make mistakes because nobody is perfect and just be you and don't apologize for it and, and don't let anyone tell you to be anything but yourself that is so true like that's so very important and um music is such a great way to be able to explore those things and explore them in a safe way and, yeah. and grow your own character and, and just and and feel things out it's it's such a powerful medium we hear it so much that we sometimes forget how powerful a medium it actually is, you know, in our own yes. personal growth and the growth of others around us. Exactly. Being musicians gives us such an amazing platform to be advocates for things that really matter and that are important in the world. Like music and entertainment is great, but they're more important issues that exist in our in our lives on a day to daily basis and things that are not being addressed in 
being treated um, as serious issues. So th- those are things like I'm a huge advocate for mental health awareness because that's something that I really believe in and I've gone through myself and I know so many people that have. Um, depression and anxiety is huge and like the more that we talk about it, the more we realize that a lot of people have those same kind of problems. So being a musician is uh, amazing and it's a great outlet for us creatively, but it's also a great platform for us to reach people and try to make a change. So that brings me to a question. I'm going to ask you a very personal question. What yeah. is your favorite song and why? Like over the years, if one stands out to you. Oh my gosh, that's such a hard question. There's so many songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might have to come back to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh shoot, there's like, a, and it's funny, a new producer that I'm, I'm talking with right now just asked me the same thing. He's like, I want you to tell me three songs that if you could say you wrote and that were yours, I want to know what those songs are. And I'm just like, darn, I really have to sit there for a minute and really <laughs> think about it because that's a, like there's, I, I listen to so much music and so much music touches me in different ways in different moments and, and lets me reflect on different memories so it's it's a very different uh, experience with each song so I don't really know if I could even choose one I know it's really difficult isn't it but it's it, yeah it is it, I, I guess that's okay if I had to choose something right off the top of my head yeah. to give you a, an answer I'd say um, Head Above Water that Avril Lavigne just released a couple months ago because the lyrics in that just spoke to me and the melodies and the way she sings it just shook me to my core and not very many songs really do that to me and I know it's such a personal song for her through what her experience was almost dying from Lyme disease so it was just when I heard it I just I, I, was, I was in love with it it just really moved me wow See, I didn't even I know that. It. No, I haven't. And uh, um, yes, now I'm going to be looking it up, you know. <laughs> Good, you should. It's a great song. And when I heard it on the radio, I was so excited. And, and I was just so happy for her, just genuinely happy that she had something, um, again, in this industry because she almost didn't make it. And that, like, it's an incredible story. Well, we'll, we'll have to take – we're going to take a look at that down the road. See, those sto- – see, this is the thing. It's the authenticity, right, that, that really grabs the listener because we can re- yes. we can relate to it. And we're, even though, and we've said this so many times on the show, even though we are so connected in so many ways the, these days with social media and the way that we can communicate, we're more disconnected than we ever were. Yes, I so believe that. And you know what, I was actually just watching RuPaul's Drag Race this afternoon, believe it or not. And um, I, he said the same thing in uh, one of the episodes I was watching, that we're so disconnected, even though we have social media um, to connect us, um, we just because nobody communicates anymore. Exactly. Everybody's saying something and saying nothing at the same time. Yeah, or they're on their phones and devices. Like, I've even talked to people that are, like, out. they go out to dates with their partners and they're on their phones like they're not even communicating with each other they're not engaging with one another and it's just such an unfortunate thing and and it trickles into so many aspects of our lives that like technology has taken over and social media dominates like I talked about like a couple of these things in my podcast about how it's in in the dating community because guys don't even want to like communicate other than texting they won't like no one does phone calls anymore and that's how you don't know if someone's even real online when you're talking to them and they can get away with more things they can cheat on their partners and be talking to 10 other girls while they're dating you it's just it's nonsense it's just crazy what social media has done in so many areas of life that i'm glad you mentioned the podcast because i do want to uh, redirect our attention to that for a minute because uh, our view our, our listeners should know that you are now on hgb canada with unapologetically brie every yes. uh tuesday night at eight o'clock right after this show so that, yes. that's, that's good stuff, people. you got two good shows back-to-back. <laughs> I know. It's perfect. They should so tune in to both, and I'm really excited to do that, and I'm very happy that you were interested, and I'm grateful to you that you were like wanting to pick it up and play it on the, the air because um, I the more people that I can touch with what I'm saying and with my experiences and maybe help in some small way, uh, that's my, my goal. So I'm really happy to do that, and I hope hopefully everybody likes it. I hope everyone tunes in. It's... Um, just a, basically a place for me and then my friends now that I've had on the podcast, which we'll see this Tuesday's episode, um, my friend Tina comes on and everybody will get to meet her and see her perspective and, and let her speak her mind and be un- unapologetically herself. And that's kind of what it is. And it, we talk about everything from just general life 
struggles, life advice, positive living, dating, uh, a lot of dating, um, sex relationships, all that kind of stuff. We've got some great, great content coming up, and I can't wait for everybody to listen. I know. I listened to the show. I sat in my car because that's I got good speakers in my car, so I'll listen to the station and the show sometimes in my car and have a coffee. And I listened that's to awesome. the one last week, and I, I got to say, I was totally engaged. I totally enjoyed it. And Thank I was you. having a conversation with you that you didn't know because you couldn't hear me. But Aww. I think, you know, it, it's it's a gift that you have. And I could feel it coming through the airwaves. And it, Oh, thank you. Yeah, it is really good. And I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to that. You're you're basically our first talk show on HGB. Uh, the, this, oh, wow. This type of one. Yes. Um, we have one on at between three and seven o'clock through the weekdays now. That's a little this and a little that, but nothing like like what you're doing. And I think um, this this sort of thing is so important. Even like there's a, quite an age difference between you and I, but uh-huh. everything that you were saying resonated with me. You know, oh, good. I'm glad that says something that there's the generational um, differences aren't that different after all. You know, when it comes to human issues and and, you know, things that we all face, it may be packaged a little bit different. But in the end, the bottom line is there there are issues of the heart that uh, everybody deals with and nobody wants to admit to. Yeah, it's very true, and I'm so glad that you really liked it and that you connected with it and what I was saying. Um, I, every episode is going to be a little bit different, uh, but I definitely wanted the first like ap- actual episode. I know I, we had the intro episode, so it was like a double episode last week, um, but I I just wanted my introduction to the podcast world and what I was introducing um, myself and what I was doing to everybody. Um, I wanted it to be very motivational and uplifting and positive, and I wanted everybody to realize that, like, I'm going through shit, you're going through shit, we're all going through things, and, you know, it's okay, we're all going to get through it, and we'll get through it together, and it'll be, it, I just, I want to be able to start, like, a little supportive community of people that, you know, can let themselves be themselves and, and be okay sometimes when it's not okay, you know, um, and I just wanted everyone to kind of hear where, how I got to that moment. I mean, it's been a long time coming, I think, in a way that I wasn't even aware of with this podcast, but I just felt like it was something that the world was calling me to do and I'm really happy to be doing it and I'm glad that you connected with it and I'm glad that you saw something in it before you even really heard it to want to put your your belief and faith in me to put it on your show well I do I do have uh, belief and faith in you because like I, I didn't get a chance to know you super well on the tour that we were on together but I, I seen I seen snippets and the snippets I seen I the more that I've I seen it was like you know, this girl's deep. <laughs> Aww. But I see, I felt that with you too. Like you and Julie, I know that when like we both, all, all of us didn't really on the tour have, even with Tiffany who was on tour with us, like we were all of different ages and different backgrounds and different places we all lived and we all came together and we still all were able to connect with one another and because we're all good people, we're all good genuine people at the end of the day and I vibe with people's energies and uh, I just felt like good energy with you guys and I just felt a really great connection and I know I, I, I felt bad because I wasn't able to be completely myself on that part of the part of the tour because of all the stress I'd endured previous but um so I do wish that I could have like engaged more with you guys and with everybody on the tour than I did instead of kind of having to isolate myself a little bit because of my my stress I was dealing with but um I'm I'm glad that we all made lasting connections that we can all stay in touch I agree. I agree. I think there was uh, that. That's the biggest success from the tour was the connections and the networks that we made. And the, the one thing that I noticed about musicians, no matter where you go across the world, ninety percent of them are uh, genuine and they have a love for each other. It's a it's a real family. You'll get your it few really that's you know not so nice and that are all about them, but most of them aren't. Most of them are really reaching out and wanting to create some type of community with each other exactly and I find that that's true I mean like you mentioned there are people that are not always genuine and kind and who are out for themselves but I really truly find that those are the types of people that end up not making it anywhere um, or have some kind of issues going on because 
those aren't really happy people. Those aren't people that um, have that loving, giving spirit. And I just find that those types of people, like, I, I believe in karma. And I just feel like what goes around comes around. And the more love and respect we can give to everybody and support we can give to other people, the more that the world will give us an abundance back. And so that's how I live my life. And I, I live my life surrounded by those types of people as well. And I think that's why we all kind of connected with each other. And if we, one of us hadn't been that type of person, I don't think we would have uh, connected and been making the magic that we are now together because we, we have that, that goodness in us. That's true. It's so, <laughs> you kind of have to chuckle how it all worked out in the end. <laughs> exactly. And especially because like, you know, I, I try, and this is one of the things I was saying in the podcast last week was I try to see the silver lining in every bad situation because I feel like everything that you, we go through in life, whether it's good or bad, it's meant to teach us something and help us grow in one way or another and I know that's true because when I look back on my life and all the negative things that I've endured I can see how it's actually benefited me now in my life um so those are things that I'm going to cover more in the podcast in the future too a little bit but I feel like if anybody just actually takes a minute to reflect back on something really awful whether it's a relationship that ended um or whether it's someone leaving your life a friend um a partner a loved one of some sort I feel like no matter what happens there's always good that comes from it and I've had a lot of loss in my life whether it's just friends walking out or people you lose touch with or I've lost my a couple of my grandparents and a close friend and all that and I feel like all of those things have taught me something as awful as they were and I think that that that's what I, I really hope people will, will be able to do because when you can see that perspective um, and you know have that mindset change kind of I feel like your life starts to change and you start attracting more goodness to yourself and more more good things start to happen for you because when you stay in a negative mindset you're just staying stuck in one place and you're not allowing yourself to grow and I just think that that's why people end up in bad places absolutely I totally I, I totally agree with you and if, if nobody believes that sort of thing, just try it out for a while. You'll see. Give it a good good try. Give it a month or two. And just try well, to I do positive the, the things. Struggle. You'll see. Yeah. It's yeah. a struggle because a lot of people haven't lived on either spectrum. When you only live your life in a negative mind, mind state, you're only going to know that life. You're not going to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, that there's another way of living, and that it could be better and you could be happier. Because And I, and I only know because I've been there when I was younger. That's the type of person I used to be. I was very negative. I never, like, I as much as I had this dream of being a musician at such a young age, I never thought I was... I would even do half of the things that I've done and I still have so much of my career ahead of me and I'm looking at my life and I'm like wow this is only the beginning but I've done so much already that I didn't even think I'd ever do making a music video I, I was terrified I was so shy I never thought I was good enough to do any of this that I'm actually doing and I was only limiting myself in that mentality so I, I truly believe that when you remove your own limitations that you put on yourself that you can literally do anything you put your mind to absolutely and one of the things that I want to come back to there, what you said is you, you've been wanting to do this since you were uh, a child. Tell us a little bit yeah. about that experience. Um, when, uh, do you remember as a child uh, when you discovered music and that you wanted to do this? Oh, yeah. I, I can remember almost so vividly in my mind the, the, the few moments that I, I really knew where I was on the right track. Like, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's like a spiritual gift of some sort. I have no idea if that's what it is, but I can look back and I can almost be, be back in that moment. And there's only, so, you know, when you're young, your, your memories, you don't remember everything. Like, as you get older, they get a lot of faded and, and, and shuffled in your mind. And But th there's those pivotal moments, those moments. Mm -hmm moments that I look at that you're like oh if you've done something different or this is what changed something they stand out in my mind and a couple of them when I was younger were um and I, I think it was mostly hearing the feedback from my aunt but I was uh singing just in the background I don't even know how old I was I might have been like eight or nine years old at my, one of my aunt's cottages and my aunt overheard me singing with a closed door which you can still hear but I thought oh no one can hear me right <laughs> so I'm letting it rip and I'm just belting in my, in my heart out singing and she, I overheard her when I left to go to the washroom that she was telling my parents that girl's got some great pipes you should really put her into music lessons and I, I could picture that moment so vividly in my head and I was like wow somebody thinks I'm good like I 
I can actually maybe do this. Because I was wanting to be a musician and a singer, and I loved, I was writing so much at that point, but I didn't think I could. I didn't, because I was limiting my mind, and I just thought, like, I think it was bullying in school and everything. I just didn't think it was something that, that could happen for me. And then when hearing someone believing in me, I was like, you know what? I, I do think I can do this. So I did. Um, I, I got my parents to enroll me in music lessons. And then another moment that I did, because when I was, like I told you a little bit earlier, my vocal coaches always told me that I was like a turtle, like kind of hiding my voice. And I was like a very, very shy and introverted, even when it was singing in front of even just a vocal coach, not even like a room of people, mind you. Like, So my first, first ever vocal recital was the first time I performed in front of any number of people other than people that overheard me secretly behind a door. And I remember I was not going to go. I was like, no, I, I skipped my turn. It was my turn. I said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm too scared. And I didn't want to do it. And then I watched everybody else go up and sing their songs. And at the very end, I said to them, you know what? No, I'm going to do it. I'm going. Because in my head, I was watching everybody else. And I was like, if they can do it. I can do it. And I know that I can do this. And I don't want to regret it. And something in me just said, do it. Go. And I went out there and... Um, sang my song for the recital. It was just a one song cover. Um, it's actually Hillary Duff's song because I was a big Hillary Duff fan growing up. And um, I, the, I got a standing ovation. Everybody was like so impressed, like strangers in the crowd, including my parents. And uh, after that, they always made me the grand finale. They called me at every vocal recital because they wanted to finish the show with me because they, they had that experience. And that was the moment that I was like, you know what, I can do this. I can sing in front of a crowd. I got this. And then I just kind of had this dream and kept going for it and we are here where we are now wow wow that's impressive because (laughs) you know like if anybody's listening out there and they've ever had the experience you know where you've been bullied and you you know socially shamed at some point in time it's a big deal to put yourself out there and especially as a singer when you open Mm -hmm. your mouth to sing you're not it's not words you're using it's just not like we're talking together right now you're opening yeah. up a part of your spirit or soul to make that music come out. And it's very scary for people um, that have uh, been injured to open up that part of themselves and, and let those sounds come out. You know, it's, I, I know I know what you're talking about. And I'm, yeah. I don't know if other people do, but try it someday to sing in front of somebody that you... Uh, uh, may not be too nice to you, you're going to find that there's a big struggle trying to do that. It is. It's hard. And it, you know what? It, one of the moments, too, actually, when we were on tour, the show that we did at the Rock Pile, um, I had two friends from elementary school that knew me during that phase of my life that were there. And they hadn't seen me I don't think we'd seen each other since high school. And one of them I think we had, but it had been like five or six years. It had been a while. Um, But one of them especially, I hadn't seen him since grade 10. And he knew me in elementary school, and he knew me through like all of my years. And he, he ended up, he's a professional pianist. He's like amazing at piano. And he did some production, and he was doing rap and hip hop music for a while. And then now he's a teacher. And is educating the youth of today, which is an amazing thing. And, um, but yeah, so at one point he was very supportive of me and my music and he knew how shy I was and how much I was struggling. And for years later to have him at a show and him to see me performing and performing original music and just coming completely out of my shell, that was such a huge moment for me and it was so surreal because I can only imagine the person in my head that I remember being and who they must remember and for them to see who I am now and how proud I am of who I've become is such a big thing and it's it's kind of cool because they saw me back when I was so shy and when I was scared to sing and when I sang you could hear that, that shy and scared fear in my voice you could hear that um, when I was younger and I started performing and that's just like my performance skills have just vastly improved since then it's just such a cool moment to be able to sing in front of some of those people yeah yeah that's 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 awesome I love hearing those stories because it's um you know you're growing and you know that you're not just putting um you know music out into the world you're putting out a a particular type of energy and i think probably brie you know that was one of the things that grabbed me so hardcore when you did do that country cover as exhausted as you was and as stressed as you were when you put yourself into that particular song i mean there was a message in that song that you were relaying right from your your heart right from your spirit and it translated and it gave me goosebumps, and I was like, wow, Aww. I mean, you know, I heard you sing your other songs, and your songs are great. They're, I had no n- nothing to say. You know, it's, they're great songs. It's a great performance. 
But this one was special. And I think that's, um, as artists, sometimes we forget to pick songs or to um, try to get our energy into those songs because we're so busy trying to be skillfully, skillful, uh, I can't even say the word, skillfully um, yeah. crafted rather than authentically um, connected. And it just translates different. That's such a good point, actually, because I've, I've witnessed that with musicians that you hear on the radio and then you see them live and they're not what you would have pictured. That emotion doesn't always translate into a live performance. Um, and it's unfortunate, actually, that a lot of musicians in today's age, day and age that are like top 40 artists on the radio not all of them are actually talented in terms of performing. They are maybe great vocalists or they can, their vocals can be enhanced with like machines. But in terms, when it comes to like the bare bones of just actually performing in front of an audience and just getting up there and singing and just doing what you do, sometimes that doesn't always come through for an artist and um, that doesn't always translate the connecting with the audience as well. And that's, but that's something that when I was even really young, when I first started singing, that's something I always said to myself that I was going to keep that was that authenticity because I never wanted to be a commercially programmed pop princess. I didn't want to be molded into something that someone wanted me to be. I always, in the back of my mind, even though as scared as I was to be myself, I just always wanted to stay true to myself ultimately at the end of the day and I wanted to authentically be able to connect with people with my music because that's how I felt when I listened to a lot of the artists that I was listening to growing up I just felt them like touching my soul with their lyrics and their songs and I wanted to be able to do that for someone one day and have them be moved through my music as well and through my experiences that I put into my songwriting so that's something that I think that more artists need to be like and I know that you were like one of those artists that you just you have so much passion when you sing and so same with Tiffany on tour and, and like, there's so many talented people that I got to meet and I'm so blessed and fortunate to have met you guys. Um, just even to be like in the room with you guys performing was incredible. Um, but I just, yeah, those are the types of artists that I love to listen to are people that have um, that, that connection with somebody and that realness. Wow, I'm just sitting here flabbergasted because, you know, I could feel the passion of what you were saying just now. And I'm like, I wonder if I am, you know, maybe I need to smarten up too. Maybe I'm falling into that trap of let's just put some music out because I've got to put some music out. And that's that's hard. It's hard. I know like a lot of people face that because um, even, you know, we, we had a really cool interview with Barney Bentall yesterday and, you know, he said the same thing. You know, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to write songs and sometimes it, they, the inspiration doesn't hit you when you want it to. And you have to kind of force play it, but how uh -huh. do how do you do your songwriting? Because that's something that I think it goes well um, across the board here for people that are either poetry writers or writers or songwriters. Yeah, I mean, like I totally relate to that because I know I'm not inspired all the time. I'm not. So I've had many writers blocks. So actually, when I was writing my song, the feeling a couple of years ago before, um, obviously my EP was just released this summer, but. Um, I wrote it, the, that song, I think a year and a half ago. It'll be two years in March anyways. But when I wrote that song, I went in with a whole different mindset and idea of a type of song I wanted to write. And then I was just not getting anything. My head, I was like beating my head against a wall. And the producer and my co-writer that I was working with, he was just like, I just, I'm not, I'm not getting anything from you, Brie. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling it. Because it wasn't. I was writing something that I wanted to write a song about like feeling good and happy. And everybody was telling me, write a happy song yeah. because all your songs are always sad and emotional or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I write and everybody was like telling me to do this and to be this. And I'm like, that was one of those moments that kind of led me to where I am now that it's like, no, I'm just, I need to just be myself. And, and the co-writer and my producer that I was working with, um, he actually sat me down and he said, why are you letting other people dictate what you are going to write? This is your song. This is your story. And you need to speak from the heart and from you. And he's like, Every, ever since I've met you, he's like, Brie, you're an emotional girl. There's nothing wrong with that. You speak from the heart. You're very emotional about what you go through. You always come to me with a story. You're a storyteller. And that's when I was like, wow, you know what? And that's kind of, well, honestly, what led me to this country route as well. Because songwriting for me is storytelling. And mm. pop music isn't very much, sometimes it is, and you can peel it away and find the story behind it but my pop music and I think the reason why it hasn't been as commercially successful is because it's more of a story songwriting story um, that should be more of a country story versus 
a pop song. Like pop music is sometimes just a vain, empty song that you can just dance to. Yeah. It doesn't always have a meaning. And I don't write songs like that. And that's what I learned in that experience of songwriting. Um, and I think that's something that, that was really important for me as an artist to, to realize and has led me to where I am. Um, but songwriting is such an interesting like perspective, like everyone has their own perspective coming to a songwriting session. So especially when you're doing co-writes, there's different um, people bringing different things to the, to the mix, which actually can be very helpful. Uh, but when I'm just writing on my own, I sometimes have to like actually set myself down and force myself to write um, when I don't want to write. Or what I do is I always just have like a notes file on my phone or like I have millions of physical notebooks that I just write little lyrics that come to me. Or in my voice notes on my phone, I'll put like a melody that's in my head and I'll record it so I remember it and then when I'm actually trying to put a song together and I'm working on something but I, I really don't spend as much time as you'd think like actually forcing a full song out of me I really do it kind of in pieces um, because fully writing a song like it's just sometimes you just get stuck and it is hard so I kind of just like I don't I don't like to force it I, I agree with you because um my experience when I wrote The Last Train, and it's, this is your interview and not mine, but I just wanted to, to mention this, was it was a song that I that I just an idea hit me. Literally, I was on my way to bed, and I just laid down, and this image came to me, and I was seeing something, and then I just got up and I wrote these words down. It wasn't even supposed to go on the album because I hadn't really finished the music part to it good, what, to what I thought was good enough. And, uh, uh, it, you know, I wasn't even going to show that my producer at the time and he said, you've got any more songs? Cause he wasn't, didn't want to put some of the ones that I thought should be on there on there. And, uh, I said, yeah, I got one, but it's not finished. So he said, give it to me. And I said, well, I'm not going to show you that music. And then when he was reading it, he said, you little shit. He said, you were going to not show me the song. <laughs> oh, wow. So, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think the, the, the kind of process that. Um, we all go through and I get so envious at when I listen to the lyrics of people's songs because I'm like, wow, how did they think that one up? I mean, that's catchy or, or the idea that they put across and, right. and the music that they, they thought up to go to it. I get so envious because I don't see myself as that great of a songwriter. And, uh, oh, you're silly. Don't be silly. You are a great <laughs> songwriter. And no, honestly, like, and I've had moments exactly like that where you get like, the, I'll be in the shower sometimes or, or right before I go to bed, I've had that happen. Or like, I can't go to sleep and I'm up till 3am and then there's a melody in my head. Like, I think that's just being a creative person that just comes to us. Um, but I think there, and I, I hear songs on the radio. I'm like, Oh, I love that lyric. Like that was, that, that's so, such a great uh, line in a song. And I like, there's all, you're always going to have moments like that, but I just look at it differently now where I go, that's their story mm -hmm. and I'm going to write my story. Yeah. That's right. And my story will be authentically me and my story will have lyrics that represent me and my experiences. And I can admire that and maybe I connect with that, but it wasn't my voice to speak that. So, or sing it. Right. So I think that that's like everything that you write, Carla is like so personal to you and it's so from your heart and it really shows in your songs. And I think that that's something that you need to just embrace about yourself and just be like, you know, that's your story. That's you. And you also have to think too, a lot of the stuff on the radio too, that we hear or any name, stream stuff it's got like 10 songwriters on it and sometimes the artist <laughs> didn't even do the writing so we have to think about that it could be like a team of professionals so you know uh, that's why I always want to be involved in the songwriting process um, for my music because I want there to always be that authenticity there I don't ever want to uh, I mean I'll never say never that I won't record something that I didn't write because actually was just sent a song um, that apparently Shania Twain turned down um, and I was like oh my gosh really and you're sending this to me like um, and it's not necessarily for me but it's like hey what do you think of it and they're like if whoever wants to cut it first can have it um, kind of thing so um, yeah, that was really cool. So, and it, I didn't touch that song at all, but I really liked it and I did connect with it. Not to say I would never do that. So I can't really say, um, I could record something that's not mine, but I really loved being involved in the songwriting. And I think you can attest to that as an artist yourself as well. Yeah, it, 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 it's so much better when it's yours because I think people see you as, uh, when you're an indie artist, they look at you as much to say, well, that's gotta be your song, you know? And if you say, yeah. no, I didn't write that. They're kind of, oh, you know, 
<laughs> they're disappointed exactly. in you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, especially when you're co-writing even too, like if you're doing a co-writing session and you're not the full writer on it, sometimes people, depending on what genre you're in, I find, yeah. um, that people can frown upon it. Um, I feel like in country, they're a little more accepting of co-writing though. That's true. I have seen that as well. It, uh, it seems to be okay in country, but other genres is not so okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so exactly. funny how everybody has their little, you know, uh, eclectic things in their genres. Now, speaking of genres and songwriting and all this wonderful stuff, um, I wanted to ask you, are you going to be doing any tours in the new future, in the new future, near future? <laughs> New future, too. Really, <laughs> yes, true. I really want to. Um, I'm hoping to potentially do something this summer. Um, I really want to get involved in doing a lot of festivals and whatnot, so that's kind of on my agenda for bookings um, for 2019. And if anyone listening happens to be a booking agent or wants to book me for a show, please contact me. Um, but I would love to do an actual tour in the future, um, if possible. I'm just kind of, I'm applying for a grant right now, so I'm hoping that pulls through. And if I do I'll have the funds to do it um, so we'll see how that goes but I really am just open to whatever the future has in store for me and I'm just very open to good things coming my way for 2019 and I'm focusing on one thing at a time and and it'll all come to me when it's meant to and when it on, on its own timeline and I'm just trusting in God's plan and and all that so um, I of course I will announce that and let everybody know when it does so I'll, I'll be sure to be posting on my social media because unfortunately we have to <laughs> Yep, we got to stay on that whether we want to or not, right? <laughs> yep, we're, we're slaves to that social media, that's for sure. I know my publicist was telling me I have to be posting three to four times a week to keep my Instagram relevant. And I was like, great, like, thanks. But at the same, like, she's being helpful, but I'm kind of like, oh, God, like, I hate being that person that posts all the time. And I don't really care to post 12 pictures of my face in a kind of month. <laughs> but, because, <laughs> like, you know, even I don't know if you've felt like this as a songwriter, but, like, especially when you're recording and editing and going through that process with music I can't listen to my voice anymore like especially with the podcast when I edit it I have to take a break and be like hey I can't listen to myself yeah 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 you get like that it's like oh and because you you start you start thinking you know this is so bad that I should just ditch the whole thing (laughs) sometimes I guess so mine's more that I just don't want to hear that tone of my voice anymore because I feel like I'm becoming so narcissistic because I have like I don't want to be like somebody that has to promote themselves all the time but we have to because especially as indie artists to, to get our names out there we have to be our number one fans we have to promote ourselves we have to do do all of that and um, I just sometimes I just, I just hate that side of the industry that you like you have to be a little narcissistic I know I know it's like uh, if you're a humble person it really feels it grates you wrong and just it's so hard to do now, do you play any uh, instruments or anything like that? Um, I play a little bit, a little bit of guitar and piano, um, but like songwriting level now because I've let it go so much over the years. Um, I did some self-taught guitar when I was younger, but I did take piano lessons for four or five years when I was a kid. Um, of course, I felt like a, my parents were forcing me into it at the time, and I didn't <laughs> listen to them when I was like, I don't want to do it anymore, and you didn't practice enough and all that good stuff, but I still have that musical background. Like, I have, like, this new vocal coach I'm working with, Lorraine Lawson, who's incredible, by the way, and I think I've already told you that, like, you should work with her. Yes. She's, like, so worth every penny. Um, she's absolutely incredible, but she was telling me that I have a really good ear for music. She's like, you're listening, and you can, like, fix yourself, like, really quickly when I tell you, and you can hear what you're doing wrong and, and all this stuff, so I, I kind of feel like that's because of my musical background as a child when like not just listening to a lot of music but I think like being in piano lessons and then vocal lessons and teaching myself how to play the guitar and all that stuff I think that's kind of helped me as a vocalist as well so I may not play an instrument as well as you because you're way better at guitar than I am but you know I think that it still gives me a lot of um to work a lot of stuff to work with in terms of being a musician and a songwriter so i have enough capabilities to do that but i don't think i'm gonna be on stage anytime soon with a guitar well you know that's that's the truth of it and and the reason i asked you that because i know there have been uh people that i've i've talked to and 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 it's very a struggle for them they're great vocalists or great songwriters but they don't have any theory or anything behind them and they don't play an instrument so they yeah. would sometimes ask me, can you put the music to this? I, I'll sing it for you. 
you don't know how much of a challenge that is. Oh, I can only imagine how hard that would be. It's, that's like, yeah. that's why I have a producer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's difficult because, I mean, you can hold a note, say, in A, and it sounds okay in G, too. But that might not be the chord that that person really wants, and they don't know how to explain it to you to translate that over. I had yeah. to stop doing that because it was difficult. But I know it's difficult for them, too, because they a lot of these songs are really great. They have the music in their head, you know, and, and they, they're trying to get it out. So I was really curious to, uh, you know, if you're using that as well in, you know, yeah. your, your, your skills to write music and maybe perform solo someday using those? Yeah, I mean, I do have, like, a, I hire musicians to back me, um, so I will always have to hire a band. So when I do gigs, like, the next, I have a, a gig I'm performing in Oakville, actually, at the Moonshine Cafe on January 30th with a couple of uh, country girls that I'm friends with, Nicole Ray and Alessia Cole and a bunch of other girls that I've haven't yet found out who are performing, but a bunch of people and if Nicole and Alessia are organizing it and asked me to play with them and you can be sure that everyone else will be amazing. So I'm going to be doing that and we all have, like the three of us girls at least, have, don't play an instrument well enough so we will have a guitar player that we're all pitching to um, play to back us. Um, and then I am doing a corporate gig on the 31st of January. Um, so I have a full band that I'm hiring for that so I do have like a, I do perform but I just don't perform with an instrument in my hands but I do have a great band that I work with and there's seriously talented musicians out there that are, are great to, tools to be used and uh, and utilized in, in a band format oh absolutely so just give us that date again in Oakville where you're going to be and uh, what time and the cost and yeah, tickets are ten dollars at the door, and it's at the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville, Ontario. And uh, the, I believe doors are at seven p.m. And it's like a songwriting round, so all of the girls, we four to six girls, I think, are all performing, and um, it's female-only fronted solo artists. Kind of, um, it's like an all-girls performance night um they wanted to do some girl power thing so we're all performing and uh yeah it's going to be everyone's going to take a turn going through one or two songs each at a time so you can hear a bit of everybody and support local up-and-coming country canadian artists and uh yeah it's january 30th perfect and you said what time it starts i believe 7 p.m around 7 okay yeah so. doors are at 7 i believe doors at 7 show is at 8 Perfect. We're going to have to get that up on the website or on the Facebook pages there for HGB Canada so people can go like me who is going to plan to go. Oh, Carla, thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> well, I'll have to get you to connect with everybody too so you can uh, get a gig there too. Oh, that would be fun. And I want to go see you girls do your thing. And I want to see Brie doing her country thing again. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping, honestly, if anybody actually is interested in hearing me, and Nicole, actually, I don't know if anyone's heard of my, Nicole, my friend Nicole Ray. She's amazingly talented. Um, she's a Canadian country girl. And uh, she usually will debut a song before it's released at the Moonshine Cafe. And I've been there for twice, twice when she's done it, uh, for two different songs of hers. And they're always great. They always amaze me um but i'm hoping that my song will be uh, at least some i'm hoping it's ready by then at least it won't be produced and ready for releasing but i can perform it and so i'm hoping to perform it that night oh that's awesome so th this has been i'm so glad we got to connect again tonight so stay tuned everybody because um we're going to have uh brie back again at some point in time when she has her release to talk again and you can Yay. listen to her every Tuesday night right after my show, 8 o'clock Eastern on HGB. So you're going to hear Unapologetically Brie. She's going to talk about stuff that we all talk about and nobody wants to admit to. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to have a new single out pretty soon. So Brie, we're just going to take it out right now. But um, I'm going to play this song, Played It All. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about when that was cut and uh, how people can hook up with you on your webpage or your your social media um yeah you can search 
me uh, anywhere you can search retailer and you'll find me. But uh, my website is retailer.com and has all my social links on there. I'm very active on Instagram, so if you want to connect with me. Um, and yeah, uh, this song is called You Played It All, and I wrote it this past, well, I wrote it many, many years ago, but we produced it and cut it this past summer. And it came out, uh, I think, October 15th. Uh, and we were doing a good couple months of promotion there for it, and it was doing really well. People were really loving it and connecting with it. And it partially led me to doing Unapologetically Brie, my podcast um, show, because it is about the dating community in today's day and age and online world and how men play games with women and aren't serious. They have commitment issues. They um, are just playing games. And, uh, you know, they're genuine, great, kind, great... I can't even talk. Great women are being being screwed over by men because of the online dating world and how many options they have at their fingertips. Uh, it's just a swipe away, right? And um, I just wrote this song. I wrote it years ago before online dating was even a thing, but then we updated it and did a bit of tweaking lyrically, and that's kind of where the vibe of the song is. I felt years ago that I was played by a guy and led on, and I got hurt before anything could really go and be anything spectacular, and that's kind of where I wrote it years ago on a, it was actually a really sad piano ballad, and then we made it into this really cool, fun, upbeat dance song um, with this really cool cool beat to it. It's kind of got like a Latin vibe, and I just really was into it in the studio and loved it, and I was like, let's just take it there, and uh, it is what it is now, and I'm, I really love it. And it's a great. It, it's one of my favorite songs, actually, that I've written and produced. Um, it's it's something really cool. It just went into a direction I never ever thought it would, in a really great way. Awesome, awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me tonight, Bree, and good luck on everything that you're doing. I can't wait to hear the new tracks, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Okay. Thank you so much for having me, Carla. I appreciate it all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll take care, <laughs> and we'll be talking soon. You too. Take care. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye. And that was Bree Taylor, or Bree Mate, um, as she is known in the music world. We're going to take a listen to this Plated All track. This is the end of the show for tonight for Carla's Coffee House. I hope you enjoyed Bree. I certainly do. The more I get to know her, the more I love her. And uh, I can't wait to hear what's coming out for her next. All right. Thank you so much for joining Carla's Coffee House. Here at the Playing It Right Out is Plated All by Bree May. <laughs> Played it.